0: There's a lot of skills you need to get. There's a lot of experience you need to have. There's a lot of education, like overall, whether you go to college or not.
1: Casey is 100% right. There's a lot of skills you need to acquire to have a successful career in video production. And Casey Shendell is one of those guys that has accumulated those skills. So Casey previously worked in-house at Tesla. Then he was an executive producer at Airbnb. And now he really is the founder of Think Out Loud Studio. And I'm thrilled to be able to bring Casey here to you on Video Production Daily. Today we're talking about careers. In fact, we're talking about careers all week and going deep with different creators that have been able to find a lot of influence within their niche, and have successful careers. Video production is a little bit like developing a fingerprint, and the projects you work on, the people you associate with, always seem to make a career. So we're diving deep into what does Casey's career look like? How do you end up in-house at Tesla, Airbnb, and then founding your own studio in the Bay Area, and doing work for numerous tech companies and other incredible organizations? I can't wait to throw it back to Casey and I for this previous interview. Thank you so much for joining us today on Video Production Daily. Today's episode of Video Production Daily is brought to you by MastersofEngagement.com. If your career intersects with video, it's vital that you understand video strategy. So head on over to MastersofEngagement.com to learn what you can do to up your game and understand how to impact an audience and make a change and drive business value using video. It's so interesting, Casey, because the demographics of this podcast seem to be industry pros that have been in the industry for a really long time, and then also folks that are coming out of film school or college or considering what they're going to do with their career, and they love making video, but they really wonder, how do I make a career out of this? I remember having so many of those same thoughts myself as a young creator thinking, video is amazing, but I don't know that I'll ever be able to make any money doing it. So I think it's fascinating to hear about people's careers not just because it's interesting to think about what you could do, but also I think other people in the industry are always trying to understand where the opportunities are and what people are doing. So Casey, I would love to hear a little bit about your career and what has made it special, how you got to where you are, and some of the steps along the along the way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Luke, thanks for having me. Uh, I, I I'm so excited to be able to Share my story. Everyone's journey is different. Everyone's journey is unique, but it is like a great learning lesson for everyone, no matter where you are in your career, where you are in your field. Um, you know, and when you're young like that, like, it's like, ooh, I want to be a filmmaker. I want to be Spielberg. I want to be Tarantino. Those are the idols you look up to. And I was like, okay, I'm going to graduate high school and I'm going to pursue becoming a movie director. Uh, I'm going to go to college and just kind of make it work, like all my idols have. Uh, Which everyone had a different path to success, you know, Spielberg's story is interesting, Tarantino's is very interesting. Um, So, you know, the mindset of like, I'm senior in high school, I'm going to be a big filmmaker, it's going to be easy, I spent all these years doing this stuff, and then you enter the real world, and it's like, no there's still a lot of work to do. There's a lot of skills you need to get. There's a lot of experience you need to have. There's a lot of education, like overall, whether you go to college or not. Um, So kind of post high school, I kind of kept one foot in, one foot out of like filmmaking while I went through college. Uh, I had this dinky job editing these local cable commercials Like, really low budget, like, show up with an RE light kit and, like, shoot, and then I'd get the footage.
1: So, that's a big jump, though, Casey, going from the high school AV club to getting paid to do what you love to do. Oh, I know. So, how did that jump happen? I mean, how did you start getting paid for your work?
0: So, I was, was like, 18, graduated high school. I was working at Office Depot, um, which is honestly one of the best jobs you can have because they're only busy during back to school you know, when you're young. Um, But so I had a friend who was working with this small production company um, in LA and they had this niche business of making these small 30 second ads that they put on their private digital science network. So they do like this thing where they partner up with a business and they put a screen in there and then they sell advertising on it and then they would shoot the ads. So, you know, I'm thinking, oh, I'm a hotshot. I got a job editing. I want to be an editor. Um, this is the, you know, I'm leapfrogging my career, um, and I'm getting paid two fifty a week cash to do it. <laughs> um, you know, and it's funny, like it was a big important thing to me and it was a great like way to kind of hone my skills and, and really feel like confident that, okay, I'm, I should keep pursuing this, this field, um, while I go to college, um. So I did that for a few years. The business kind of transformed into doing these like digital ads that were like motion graphics based and I actually learned Apple's motion and I would do that and like the more I did that the further I got from my true love of of filmmaking, video production. Um, So I was determined to go and do the film production program at my university which was Cal State Northridge. and there was a, it was an interesting program, they only allowed about 35 people in every semester. Um, so it kind of had this prestigious tone to it, but like, really it was like they didn't have enough budget to accommodate more students. Um, so you would submit a portfolio, you would go through this whole review process, and you, know, you would be potentially greenlit to be part of this program, part of the 35 kids. Um, And I was able to do that. My portfolio worked out. um, And I got to take the cinematography option. Uh, They offered cinematography, sound, and editing. And I got cinematography, which I was just over the moon about. Because at that point, uh, kind of in my post-high school, college world, I was like, okay, I don't want to edit. I think I want to be behind the camera. I want to be on set. I want to be a creator. And doing the cinematography program really guided me on what I enjoy most. I enjoy being a storyteller, uh, primarily a visual storyteller, um, but collaborating with teams uh, and creating a great narrative, a great story, a great piece of content um, in any form.
1: Casey, when you were in college, I'd be curious to know, because oftentimes when I'm talking to students that are going into the field, that's where they're at, right? They're in college, They're getting to the point where they're getting ready to graduate and they're realizing, like, oh, man, getting a job in this field might be more difficult than I had anticipated. Like, what can I do? So they'll jump on LinkedIn. They'll find someone that has a job that they think they would love to have. And then you get that informational interview. Um, I'm wondering if there's any advice that you give students that are at that stage in their career that are in college. Like, what did you do? To make that investment pay off, was it really the quality of the program and the opportunities that that provided, or did you do something differently in, in college that led to more opportunities after you graduated?
0: Great question. Um, it, I, I'd say for me, it was kind of a mixture. Um, you know, the going the college route and doing the cinematography program opened up, you know, a couple opportunities for me. Uh, my university they only did four thesis films per semester. So it was this competition among all of us students of who is going to get to direct a thesis film and then everyone else joins on. Um, so my goal with the whole program was I want to be the director of photography for a thesis film and then hopefully that film can get some nominations or some kind of you know acclaim, something like that. Um, and that was my kind of laser focus and I actually did like achieve that. I was able to... Shoot one of the four thesis films. Um, it went to the university's showcase that year, um, and then after that, it was nominated by the uh, American Society of Cinematographers for their Heritage Award, which I was just over the moon. I, I could not believe that like my work passed enough muster for like the ASC to uh, give it a nomination. Um, but outside of kind of you know the educational route, the same time the last uh, I think two or three years of my college career um, I had talked my way into this role with this dealership group in Los Angeles Um, they were called the auto gallery they've unfortunately gone out of business since then Um, but this was I think 2012 Facebook's blowing up YouTube's blowing up video content is the hot thing and they had this marketing director there who wanted to do all these different cable ads, commercials, social media, promotions, Facebook videos, just nonstop content for the nine dealerships they had. Um, and originally they were just trying to like hire a videographer and I kind of talked my way into, um, being a producer for them. So kind of coinciding with my college route, you know, work-wise, I was producing and shooting all of this various type of content, and honing my skills in a different way. It was commercials, it was advertising, it was branding. It was it was drastically different than filmmaking, uh, but equally as exciting, and still took the principles of filmmaking. Like you need a great story, you need to tell a story in a visual, entertaining manner, um, and all the tools and techniques that kind of go along with. Cinematography, and I kind of got into this, this kind of car niche in a way with automotive content, um, and that was the kind of the duality of, you know, I'm I'm pursuing filmmaking, cinematography with college, and then outside, I'm pursuing, you know, being a video producer, creating advertising content, branded content, and being just a, a kind of one-man band content creator, um, for this 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 client. And it was really, uh, it was a really interesting trajectory.
1: Your first job out of college started before you got out of college. Uh, I mean, really, if you think about the opportunity to graduate with experience like that on your resume, I do think that that is one of those inflection points that can make a big difference because I think people get skeptical, nervous. I mean, this is an industry where people hire you based on the work that you've done. And obviously you started doing it in high school and you rolled that experience into all of these future opportunities. But I do think that that, in my mind, that's an inflection point to call out. Like Casey was doing this work before he graduated. It meant that any opportunity after this, people are gonna have a body of work to reference. They're gonna be able to see what you've done. And then you can just continue to compound that interest in your behalf but you're not starting from scratch. And I think there's enough people coming out of film school or out of college that are really working to put together a demo reel that don't have a ton of content. And that can be a difficult place to start. And you know, sometimes you wanna, you wanna work with all of those people that eventually are gonna be alumni and create something great or find a job like you did and make sure that you really leave with a solid reel. So I just wanna call that out as something that I noticed that, hey, this isn't totally common, but this might be one of those moments that, that made a big difference.
0: Thanks, Luke. Yeah, so like, truly, uh, it was funny, too, when I met with their marketing director for this, uh, the auto gallery, um, they showed me this commercial they spent $10,000 on. And, you know, in, in film school, I remember one of our mentors going, um, say yes, and figure it out later. <laughs> and that's what I did. I was like, I could do this for cheaper than that. And that really <laughs> kind of like rung the conversation in a different way of like, oh, we could just have you here doing all this, you know, and it, and it opened up this opportunity um, just kind of through conversation and me just throwing out there that like, I could figure this out for you. Um, but yeah, you know, it was an interesting trajectory, you know, and I also think too, it's like, I had a different path of, I went to college for 10 years. Uh, it was a mix of mainly because I worked full time the whole time I was in college. Um, I had to, to support myself. And that turned school into part time, and then there's you know a few times here and there where there's a down semester, or like for the university, I had to wait I think one semester to get in, and then one semester to get into the film program. So there's some downtime in between. Um, but you know my uh, my college career was very long compared to most, or I think a lot of people are just able to go full time, dedicate themselves 100% to school and not necessarily have that time allocated to kind of work on your own development in other ways, um, like I did, so I definitely had an interesting path.
1: That is so fascinating, Casey, because I really did the same thing. I, I don't remember if it took me six years, I think it was six years to finish my undergraduate. And it was the same thing. I mean, the whole time I was getting work experience, I had already basically started my career, although I didn't know it, you know, I was just working. Um, but then, you know, that's what turned into the opportunity. So I don't know, Casey, maybe that's an indicator right there. How many years did it take you to finish college? If you did it in four, maybe you were just, you know, focused a little too much on the studies.
0: Yeah, it, it could be, you know, I had a lot of friends who graduated and, you know, even my mindset was when I graduate college, like I'm free, I don't have anything kind of holding me back. I can go and join in on feature films for three months as you know, a PA or lower on the camera department and kind of work my way up same for TV. And then I was like, okay, now I've been doing all this kind of automotive and commercial content and I've had some other clients for like advertising, you know, maybe I can pursue producing and being a director of photography for like commercials and maybe ad agencies one day and kind of see how that goes. Um, You know, and so I had graduated and I was kind of like on that transition journey of, you know, do I kind of go full freelance or do I try and find a job? You know, a lot of my colleagues were having to take jobs while they still pursue film production. Um, You know, because I think a lot of times you leave film school, you're hyper focused on it's film production, it's storytelling, it's television, it's kind of all these things. And the world of production is so... So so much bigger and all-encompassing um, in all these different industries, especially the last five years with online blowing up. You can be your own content creator. You can monetize it. I mean, the amount of opportunities to to be a, a video creator is, is immense these days.
1: And that's the stuff, too. It's just so valuable because people think about things so linearly. I think especially when you think about, like, education, right? It's people always, you know, it's primary school to secondary school to, you know, and it's a straight line, but the experience is what you're paying for. I mean, it's what you're really getting. I think that college is an amazing time to stop and experiment a little bit and get a lot of that experience. Um, I really think there's something to this. I mean, my mom would kill me if this was the what I was pushing the kids, right? Like, oh, slow down your college experience. Make sure you're investing in yourself. But honestly, I, I know so many people that were making content in college that got them hired after college, and it's just tough to get any kind of a decent gig if you don't have some kind of you know archive of content you can point back to.
0: I mean, you always always have to be hustling. You always got to be growing your skills. I mean, even even now, it's like I'm hustling. I'm growing my skills. Like I still have places I want to go with my career. Um, You know, I've done some great things, but there's still, you know, I want to still be way up here one day and do some more amazing projects and amazing work. You know, and one day too, get back into filmmaking. I'd love to be a director of photography for, you know, a film and one day go to festivals and, you know, do that. Um, You know, I kind of miss that aspect.
1: That's the element that I always have respect for the creators that want to get back into the film. I'm just so happy to be in the business side of video. And I love like online video. Like when I go to look for inspiration, I'm browsing Vimeo, YouTube, like I, this, is, this, is, this is where I wanna be, but that's pretty cool. And uh, let's talk about your transition after college, after you had all of this incredible experience and you continued to make uh, automotive films, it sounds like. Uh, how did that kind of propel you to some really incredible opportunities?
0: Yeah, so, you know, a, a big part of it, I'll say, it, it's, everything is about who you know and the opportunities that those who you know kind of bring you. Um, and I had a, a colleague who's a great friend of mine. Her name's Louise Bristow, um, who worked at the Auto Gallery um, when I was there during college. She was the marketing manager for a bit, and she actually moved up to Tesla, and um, you know, and so down the line, post college, I get a call from her going, "Hey, we have this small project. You know, we're looking for bids, and I wanted to throw you in on this. You know, can you bid this project? It's very low budget, but we need a video done." Um, and so, me going, "Okay, this is this is an opportunity. Like, I would never have thought I would have been able to shoot something for." Tesla, you know, my mindset at this time is all these companies have these big ad agencies and it's this complex machine, um, this nut you can't crack, um, to be able to kind of shoot content for them. And lo and behold, I get this call. Do you want to go shoot something for us? So I agree. It was like super low budget. I go jump on a plane at the end of the week, go to Seattle for a day, shoot this, uh, kind of event highlight mini documentary promotional hybrid video, um, for this program they're starting for kind of customer engagement in their dealerships, I shouldn't say dealerships, in their stores um, and shot it. The marketing director there loved it and it turned into this opportunity of like, hey, we've been wanting to hire an in-house video producer and build an in-house team. Would you be interested in applying? And you know, I would have never thought a company like this would have in-house resources. And this was kind of the beginning of opening up my mind Um, an understanding of like how many opportunities there are in content creation. Um, So I joined Tesla, I moved up from LA to the Bay Area. Um, I've been in the Bay Area ever since and spent about four years at Tesla, uh, building a team there, leading their video content production, everything that was public facing, social media, the event launches, press assets. Um, you know, they didn't do paid advertising, but we did a fair amount of content to plug into all the different, um, integrated marketing aspects.
1: Casey, one of the things that I noticed as you told your story is, you know, you knew the marketing director, they contacted you and you talked about how it's all about who you know, and I've definitely found that to be true myself. It is interesting about, you know, who knows you. And I just want to point out another one of those inflection points. Maybe that's what my job is today is to just call out these inflection points, but, uh, You know, I think you want to be the person that people know can do the job and do it well, and then they're going to call you in the future, right? So your Tesla opportunity was really based off of someone that had a high impression of the work that you had done previously. So I think that you really made your own opportunity there. I think, you know, it's easy to look at, hey, you know, he knew somebody on the inside. But the truth is that's that's not really how it works. Someone on the inside knew you and had seen your work and knew what you were capable of and was able to call you into that kind of scenario. And I've seen that happen so many times. It's really about who you know that can solve the problem. So if you are still in college, the people that you're making films with today are going to become amazing alumni that are gonna go do cool and interesting things. And if they know that you are a person who can solve their problems, then that might be your next opportunity. So Casey, I know there's a ton of admirers of your work at Tesla. You did a lot of really cool projects, footage that probably all of us have seen. You shot, made some incredible rigs. Um, And then Tesla really ended up again being a springboard to additional opportunities. So I'm just, I'm, I'm interested to hear the rest of the story.
0: Yeah, so I, you know, after four years at Tesla, I got creatively hungry and kind of put out some feelers, gotten some conversations, and I got in one with um, a recruiter at Airbnb who was specifically looking for someone to come in as an executive producer to support the Airbnb policy team. Um, they do a fair amount of policy content that helps advocate for. Airbnb, um, legalizing it in cities, the rules, the ordinances, everything that kind of supports Airbnb and similar platforms to operate, um, because they have a big issue with the hotel industry lobbying against them, trying to get politicians to enact rules and laws that restrict Airbnb's ability to operate, which at the end of the day really just hurts the you know the homeowners, the residents, um, and the communities. Um, Who do want to leverage their their property to earn some extra income Um, So they had this whole big policy department But they were doing this content that was kind of very hard-hitting political um, You know, I'm gonna lose my home the hotel lobby You know your typical political ads and the goal was to bring it more on brand with Airbnb in line with their style their storytelling And it was a unique opportunity to kind of shift from a lot of visual storytelling to now we're actually gonna do true storytelling narratives um, that can make an impact for communities, cities, um, local economics, and especially Airbnb hosts.
1: So that I find particularly fascinating because that's the side of the business that I love, right? Like how do you take someone from believing or thinking one thing or acting one way to believing, thinking, or acting another way? Uh, through video content, make sure that it really has an impact on people. Uh, so that's just a really fascinating opportunity. And uh, I'm excited in future episodes this week to dive in a little bit deeper and talk about that process and, and how you leverage storytelling to really impact the minds and hearts of people. So that's really awesome. I know now you're doing uh, additional work um, with Think Out Loud. Uh, which is something you know that I'm happy to promote right here because it's something that you own wholeheartedly. You want to tell us a little bit about uh, how you started Think Out Loud, that transition, what you're doing there now, and kind of the, the current state of your career.
0: I have, uh, for the last year, been slowly building up this uh, production agency that I've been wanting to pursue. At some point in time, I've always wanted to go... Full freelance and build a small company with uh, some colleagues of mine, and really collaborate together on creating great content um, and finding great clients to work with. Uh, so it's called Think Out Loud. Um, it's going to be officially launching soon, as soon as I can get my butt in action to finish the website. Um, but it is a it's a collaborative of content creators, video producers. Um, Art directors and other creatives from other big brands, um, including Apple, MindBody, and some of their colleagues who currently work there or have worked there. Um, And we're coming together to really hone our skills uh, and focus on creating great content for clients in the Bay Area or beyond.
1: Casey, thank you so much for sharing your career with us. I love seeing your projects. I'm a huge fan already of Think Out Loud, even though this agency is quite young. Uh, You're going to do amazing things. It's already interesting to see you kind of taking off and the fact that there seems to be rocket fuel on anything you're associated with. So I know that's going to be a big success. I want to call out a few inflection points uh, that I noticed. One of them was people seeing your work seems to be what has propelled you from one leg of your career to the next. And it's been an incredible career and you're still a young guy and you've had terrific opportunities and there are more in the future. Casey, I just wanna throw one last question to you. As you look back on your career, are there inflection points that you see? Uh, you know, are there, is there a decision point or multiple decision points where you think that right there was critical, what I did was really important and it kind of laid the foundation for the rest of, of my career?
0: You know, what What I've always done, I specifically did this in college and I, I still keep this this kind of mindset of, I, I set goals for myself for the future and I have to work towards them. It's, it's my guiding light. It's, it's what will lead me to the next stage of my career or success, however you want to um, kind of talk about it. But like, you know, for me, you know, you don't need to go to college necessarily to do film production or video production, um, but I wanted to be the first in my family to get a college degree. So that was kind of like one thing on the board: I have to get a college degree, and then I'm going to pursue film production in college because I want to have a successful career in production. Um, and then from there, it's like I have to get into the cinematography program. I have to shoot a thesis film. I want this thesis film to win awards, be award worthy I should say. You know, so I I set those goals for myself and that was what I needed to work for. Um, And it helped filter out all the noise on anything else outside of that isn't gonna help me get to my goal. And to really look forward to what your goal is and figure out how to reduce the noise and work towards that goal. Um, And then once you achieve that goal, you have to keep setting new goals. Um, and you can never stop setting new goals because you have to always keep growing and advancing yourself.
1: Keep learning, keep growing, keep setting those goals. What incredible advice from Casey Shandell. It was great to have him this week on Video Production Daily. Tomorrow, Amina Moreau joins us to talk about her incredible career, where she is now a co-founder of Still Motion, but really... Tremendous organic growth in her career to become one of the most prolific human storytellers that I know. I'm excited to bring you her thoughts. Next week, we've got Casey back again, as well as our other panelists to talk about pre-production and their ideal pre-production process and really how they plan to have an impact. So I want to thank you and can't wait to see you in the next one. I hope you subscribe and keep yourself right here on Video Production Daily. Today's episode is sponsored by mastersofengagement.com. What do you know? It's my brand sponsoring today's episode. No, but I'd be thrilled if you jumped over to mastersofengagement.com. I know as a video producer, my career changed immensely once I understood engagement strategy. If your career overlaps with video as a videographer, if you're working in an agency, if you're working in advertising, if you're in house, if you're a content marketer, really, if you are a video expert within your organization, you need to understand video strategy, how to engage people with single videos and how videos laid across an entire organizational strategy can have an impact on businesses and business results and really how you can sell ideas using video. So again, if your career overlaps with video, check out mastersofengagement.com and it, you can find in-person workshops, online workshops, ways to collaborate with peers across the globe in deep digital learning experiences that will certainly change your career. Thank you so much for joining me and we'll see you on the next one.